The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you, February 27th. Is that right? And are we live? And are we live? We made it, David. (laughs) David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. I had to check because my calendar in my head is all messed up. When you don't read every day the date and time, you you just kind of get lost, don't you? And in in the snow flurries as well. I got snow flurries in my head sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, looking outside, it's a pretty morning. Snow in the parking lots, uh, snow on the roadways in some areas. Winter weather advisory, Greater Portland area, still in effect through tomorrow. May see a little snow on the ground in the skies today. Hopefully, though, hopefully for folks who are commuting, going to be a much easier, kinder, gentler commute for you today. Hopefully so. There are still a few kids out there who are excited this morning. If you are in the Washougal School District and Camas School District, they're closed still. Yeah. From the weekend. They're still trying to to thaw out and clear out. Unbelievable. Uh, What an incredible storm. Who ever saw this coming? (sighs) Wow. It was I don't think anybody did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a great point. If you do have kids in school, definitely check your school district could be delayed openings, could be buses on snow routes. There's lots of that going on today, so you'll want to check in. But you're right. That was uh, that was uh, pretty incredible. But when, when did that hit? It I, I hit. I, we was, it to go was it Wednesday? All the way back to Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. On Ash Wednesday, that's when things started really picking up. Now, remember that morning, we were watching the snow fall, fall mm-hmm. off and on throughout that morning. We were. Uh, but none of it ever seemed to be like quite what we got and we're definitely going to talk more about this too and we'll spend our whole second cup today at 8 40 talking a little bit more about it but i left the station early uh to go to mass at the cathedral they had a 12 15 ash wednesday mass and i went in and it was just it it wasn't even raining yeah. it was cloudy when i came out out it was about 1 15 the big snowflakes Mm-hmm. that were coming down just in the walk to my car. You know how you have to walk across the street there to the parking lot? Sure. My hair was covered and it was just sticking. Yeah. And I went, I'm, I'm heading out. Yeah. And That's so it for me. I got a little bit of traffic getting on to 405. But once I got to I-5 at that time of day, I made it straight home. A couple hours later, when the four o'clock news showed up, that same stretch I was on, yeah. parking lot. Yeah. It was stop and go by then. Well, you are fortunate. Oh, Because that was a very difficult evening, afternoon, evening, overnight for some folks who were stuck on portions of the freeways around town. And it it was uh, it was a tough one. No doubt about it. Kind of caught everyone off guard. The problem was that little, just that little system, just sitting there spinning. I was Wouldn't watching. Move. Yeah, I was watching the evening news, of course, because right away you're like, okay, what, what, what's happening? And he literally could put the finger right, right over. Yeah. Portland. Yeah. You, you go a few miles north. I mean, I think even Longview wasn't really, you yeah. know, had a lot of of snow. And south of us, a, a, a dusting, a, an yeah. inch maybe. Not much. But boy, right over Portland, and again, east side, uh, Troutdale, 
Washougal on the north side of the river, Camas, hammered. I think I saw Washougal, 17 inches of snow. It was crazy and this and, and if you know that area there's a little bit of the city that's right on the river right and then immediately right into the hills right into the hills that's where everybody lives <laughs> and uh, so it makes sense that they uh may not have that they don't have school again today it is just a lot uh just going to church yesterday at holy redeemer just that little bit of, of stretch across the city right they got so much at three, four inches, maybe more than we did, and they were still covered. Yeah, parking lot was covered in snow. Well, I'm looking at the little icons on the National Weather Service, and there's snowflakes in the forecast all the way through Thursday. What? Yeah, all okay. the way through Thursday. I mean, we're just not getting out of this uh, little freeze that we're in. I mean, we're getting above freezing during the day, but then it's right down by you know 32, 33 overnight with. Cold system still rolling through, so we'll see what the uh, what the week has in store for us. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully again a little kinder and gentler than it was last Wednesday. So, what do you have coming up today? Well, David, did you forget that it's now Lent time too? I did because not. Because we yes. went home right away, right? Yeah. Archbishop Sample has a to-do list this Lenten season. I'm going to share his ask for all of us this season. All right, we'll talk a little bit about our Lenten journey in the news as well. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Monday morning. We're going to start things now with Danielle Noonan and The Road Less Traveled. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. speak to me and rest your weary soul like the night you cover me on the road let's travel on the road let's travel 
gaze upon the lights above the hills So we will sing on the road let's travel is Danielle Noonan and The Road Less Traveled. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning, February 27th. Only two days left in February. Today and tomorrow. That's, that's it. it. Make then the most of it. And we're on to March. And maybe, you know, uh, I believe springtime arrives in March at some point in time. Already. So how about that? Just look <laughs> okay. outside. Doesn't look like spring right now, but it's on its way. Well, it is called Together We Advocate. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, Please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent, and Materdei Radio is ready to offer up your special intentions during this holy season. Our committed team of prayer warriors wants to hear from you by clicking Pray on the Hail Mary Media app or materdeiradio.com. Call them directly with your request at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. You can keep praying with Mater Dei Radio during Lent through our daily broadcast of the celebration of Holy Mass, the mysteries of the Rosary, and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Plus, there's stirring Lenten reflections, special features on the morning blend, and the Stations of the Cross of our Lord's Passion at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Pray your way through Lent into Easter with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
And it is 713 at Mater Day Radio. Well, there is a winter weather advisory in effect for the Portland area until tomorrow morning. So they're saying above pretty much 500 feet okay. is where you could see an additional accumulation of snow, maybe an inch But we'll see. Again, it just depends on your elevation. Going to be about 36 degrees today for your high. So uh, not particularly warm, but a little above freezing. 90% chance of rain or snow, depending on where you're at. Low tonight, 33 degrees. Again, a chance of rain or snow. And then for Tuesday, rain or snow again, 60% chance with a high of 41. Well, currently it is 38 degrees, which is good news to hear, at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 36 degrees at Holy Trinity Church in Beaverton. Well, it is the best opportunity in the Pacific Northwest for pro-life training, networking, and inspiration. Together We Advocate is coming up on March 4th at Rolling Hills Community Church in Tualatin. Oregon Right to Life will bring together the community a panel of speakers to cover topics from conception to natural death. And joining me once again this morning is Lois Anderson, Executive Director of Oregon Right to Life, who are sponsors of the event. Good morning, Lois. Thanks so much for joining us once again on The Morning Blend. It's always good to be with you, Brenda. Well, first, Lois, before we talk about this upcoming conference, it sounds amazing. We would love to hear how things went for the March for Life this year. Oh, we had a wonderful event. Um, The speakers were um, enthusiastic and inspirational. We were always uh, thrilled to have Archbishop Sample there, and he just really kicked us off with a great encouragement to keep going and to keep working in in Oregon as we advocate for for life and for mothers, for babies. Um, And uh, we also had a very uh, poignant, emotional um, presentation from a Marion County Commissioner, Danielle Bethel, who experienced um, unexpected pregnancy as a teenager and actually had an abortion. And now she has a beautiful family and, and welcomed a new granddaughter. And she talked about how important it was for just people to reach out to her and understand, um, even though she felt um, that she would be judged. And so it was a really wonderful encouragement to the crowd of how to, as we advocate for babies, to also remember that the moms um, are really important part of that um, equation as well. And we had other other speakers and a wonderful band. So and a very large crowd. Of course, uh, uh, estimating how many people are at an event like that is always very difficult. But um, we estimated somewhere around uh, 3,500 people were there, and it's a very encouraging crowd. And it was supposed to rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it the, it started raining just as the marchers were coming back and completing the march. So incredible! That's it. Just <laughs> it was, hold off for a incredible. little bit. It rains, snow. It doesn't matter though. We will not let our voices be silenced for those who are most vulnerable, and that includes those in the womb. I am speaking this morning with Lois Anderson. She is the executive director of Oregon Right to Life. 
Well, low is for those who were inspired in a unique way. There is more that Oregon Right to Life is prepared to do to help lead this really this next generation, maybe even, of pro-life marchers and those that are going to be really working within this movement. Together We Advocate is a one-day conference. It's coming up on March 4th. Can you share with us a little bit as to why this type of information and training is important for the pro-life movement? There's a lot of reasons, but I'll just highlight two. One is that it is so important for us to be reminded that we are not alone. Um, many of our pro-life advocates, sometimes you feel that way. Maybe you have a small group at your church, or maybe it's something that you're doing on your own. You may be the only pro-life person in your family or your friend group. This is an opportunity to spend a whole day with hundreds of other people that share your values, that you can sit next to, that um, you can maybe even meet and have lunch with and be Um, together. And it really is an important aspect of the day. And of course, our movement and the issues surrounding it and the information surrounding it are constantly changing. So it really is important even for longtime advocates to come and be refreshed and get new information. And then also we provide a lot of sort of that entry level information. If you're someone that's just looking around and thinking, I really need to find a way to get involved. This is the place to be because you'll have lots of opportunities to hear some good information as well as ideas for how you can help in your community. Well, it looks like it's going to be an amazing event. It's been happening at Rolling Hills Community Church for a little while now, so people should be familiar with that. You have also an amazing lineup of speakers. Tell our listeners a little bit about who you have coming and what they're going to be talking about. Well, uh, we have some of our best local folks. Um, Dr. William Toffler uh, is going to be doing two different sessions on end-of-life issues and assisted suicide. He is an internationally and nationally known expert on these issues and a wonderful speaker. Mm. Um, we also have Dr. Debbie Kanepa, who was um, a retired biology and embryology professor um, who is going to be doing a session on um, the on human development and the the beautiful development of the babies in the womb? Um, and then we have a, a workshop um, about maternity homes, which is a wonderful and important pro life ministry. And um, a local leader of Road to Hope Maternity Home is going to be presenting about that ministry. And then we have these amazing speakers that we're bringing from around the country. Dr. George Delgado is one of the early pioneers of the abortion pill reversal protocol. Um, He is going to be our final session, as well as we have two powerful testimonies from a mother who saved the life of her baby through the protocol and a mother that um, tragically ended the life of her baby through the abortion pill reversal. And or through the abortion pill. She she wasn't aware of the reversal, but this is um, really important for every pro-lifer to understand and be aware of because abortions via the two different pills um, or sets of pills has taken over as the most common abortion procedure in Oregon and nationally. So it's, it's, it's critical um, that we, that we know that everybody is informed and we have 
one of the, uh, you know, the foremost experts here to, to talk to us about it. Um, and we also have a, a former Planned Parenthood director who actually was successful in um, suing Planned Parenthood, which um, wow. is an extraordinary story. Yeah. Um, and for for our general sessions, and um, we're just really excited to to welcome them and um, to have a, a wonderful day of um, education and, and advocacy. Well, again, it sounds to be such an amazing day, Lois. And as you said, it's important for well-seasoned advocates for pro-life to find out all the latest information because we know this is an industry that is continuing to find more ways to end the lives of the most innocent. And, well, technology is allowing us more and more ways to push and fight back against that. Again, Lois Anderson joining us today. We're talking about Together We Advocate. It is a day conference coming up on March 4th, beginning at 8 a.m., running until 5.30 at Rolling Hills Community Church. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about how they're going to be able to register, find out more information. And you have an amazing sponsor that's really going along with you to ensure that as many people as possible can attend the event. Um, yes. Well, people can, we can um, go online to our website, ortl.org slash conference, or you can just go on the website and um click on the events tab and uh, our online registration. We really encourage people to register by Monday, by this coming Monday. Um, that way we can assure that you will have a lunch because lunch is provided as part of the registration. Um, you can also call the office to register and that number is 503-463-8563. And um, we do have um wonderful sponsors that that help us um, put this event on we the registration charge does not cover all of the costs of the event and we want to keep it um, fairly affordable because for for families and for individuals we don't want it to be a financial um, burden so um, we are really grateful for them and uh, when you come to the conference you'll get a book that will be have all of them listed and um, it's been a program that has allowed us really to these wonderful sponsors to allowed us to continue to have this program over the years. Oh, fantastic. And yes, definitely uh, sign up when you can. And it's sure to be a great event. Lois, we wish you all the best. Thanks so much for joining us again. It sounds like it's going to be a wonderful day. Uh, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing everyone there. And again, that is Lois Anderson. So the event is called Together We Advocate. I will be sure to add a link to the podcast of this interview where you're going to be able to get right to the registration. You're going to find that link at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 724 at Mater Day Radio. Just looking at our website, materdayradio.com. You see what we have right on the front page? No. Lent resources. Oh, we need those right now, especially. Yeah. So if you want to check it out, just again, go to our website and all the information is right there. You can get it through the Hail Mary media app as well. If you have yet to download that app, it is free. Again, all the information is on our website as well as all of the Lenten resources. You can find it at materdayradio.com. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. St. John the Baptist wasn't killed because he refused to bow to some pagan god. Herod, who had John beheaded, didn't care that much about religion. St. John ultimately lost his head because he wouldn't keep quiet. And more specifically, he wouldn't stop challenging Herod and his wife to leave their sins of the flesh. When we challenge people directly and clearly about sin, it can make them angry. When we simply call a sin what it is, that can make people angry too. But sometimes, that's exactly what God is calling us to do. And it's what love demands of us. I'm not saying we're supposed to challenge people all the time when we see them in sin or doing something immoral. Sometimes silence is wise. Sometimes we need to build up a friendship before we can earn the right to be heard. But when those times come where God is calling us to speak with clarity, we can either play it safe and keep silent or be saints. We don't get to be both. St. John the Baptist, pray for us. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. It is 727 and Mater Day Radio, and poor road conditions contribute to a fatal crash near Mount Hood. We'll have details in the news. And a deadly boat crash off the coast of Italy has the focus and prayers of Pope Francis. I have those details for you also. Here is the thirsting with dreams. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the... If you're lost inside a dream and stuck in in between... Waiting for the answers to your life And if you're searching for a sign And you're down to your last dime You're hoping for more time to make it right Well every road takes a bend And every tree sways in the wind The journey is the end where it begins And you will fly high tonight you will fly high tonight and if the sun sets in your life and only rises in the night every step you take just ends in broken lines Stuck inside a rut And you're covered in the mud In a cistern deep and hollowed That's your life Well, every wave comes to an end And every path will take 
Thirsting with Dreams. It's 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, once again, road conditions could be a little dicey this morning with more snow possible, particularly above 500 feet. Plenty of delayed openings this morning in the greater Portland area, so uh, definitely check with your school district. Some government offices opening late as well. Oregon State Police say poor road conditions on Highway 26 east of Government Camp near Mount Hood contributed to a crash that claimed the lives of two people late Saturday afternoon. Officers say the driver of a Subaru Outback lost control of the vehicle, which then crashed with an Oregon Department of Transportation snowplow. Two passengers in the Subaru, Lillian Alma Spahn, age 24, and Micah Paul Strauss, age 28, both of Portland, were pronounced deceased at the scene. The three surviving occupants of the Subaru and the operator of the ODOT snowplow were transported to local hospitals for medical treatment. Roadway was closed for approximately six hours Mm. while the on-scene investigation was conducted. Oh, that's uh, Mm. so tragic. Yeah. Well, Drew Kennison, a Clark County Sheriff's Office deputy, was injured when a tree fell on his patrol vehicle, had surgery to amputate one of his legs above the knee, the Sheriff's Office announced last Thursday. Kennison underwent surgery at Peace Health before he was transferred to Emanuel Hospital, where doctors determined his left leg could not be saved. He is recovering now and is in good spirits, according to CCSO. Now, the 14-year deputy will still need to undergo additional surgeries over the next few weeks. Now, late Wednesday morning last week, Deputy Drew Kennison was driving back to Clark County from SWAT training when a huge tree limb snapped under the weight of the snow and came crashing down on his vehicle. Kennison veered off the road and into another tree. Fortunately, other deputies and police officers happened to be caravanning back to Clark County as well. They provided first aid to Deputy Kennison while a public works crew removed the tree limb. All of this happened before EMTs were able to arrive on the scene. 
And here in the Archdiocese of Portland, Archbishop Alexander Sample released his reflections for this year's Lenten season. And he said, embrace these 40 days, embrace this opportunity to renew and strengthen your connection to Christ through prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and penance. Don't think of these things as items to add to your to-do list, but as gifts, because they are gifts of God's grace. Now, during this Lenten season, Archbishop invites all of us to pray with him. In his message, he goes on to say, I invite you to pray the Surrender Novena with me. Together as an Archdiocese, starting today, our social media channels. I know many of you have heard me expound on the grace and transformative power the Surrender Novena has brought to my life. Won't you join me by surrendering your heart and life to Jesus this Lent. You know where you can find that Surrender Novena? I know novena. the best place where you can find that Surrender Novena, and that, of course, is the Hail Mary media app. Even the Archdiocese has been promoting that app as a way to really focus your prayer time this Lenten season. Set it up so that way at the same time every day you get a little reminder that says, pray the Surrender Novena. There you go. It's a perfect idea. Well, yesterday was, of course, the first Sunday of Lent to begin your Lenten journey. Ken Hellenius, host of Living Stones, remind us what our path leading to Easter is all about. This season, though we're depriving ourselves in order to focus more diligently on the fact that we have been reborn in Christ in baptism, and that God pours His graces upon us. And so all of our fasting and almsgiving and prayer are meant to focus us so that we can, as it says, to have our minds made pure. And that is actually joyful, because God is the joy and the goal of, of all of our prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And so that's really what this is about. Of course, Living Stones tonight. That's right. 7.30, right here on Mater Day Radio. So can you, you can hear more with Ken Hellenius and Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. So uh, please join us for that. Well, Pope Francis and leaders of the church in Italy expressed their pain and sent their prayers for the eternal rest of at least 59 migrants who died in a shipwreck this Sunday off the southern coast of Italy. The boat that was transporting them crashed into rocks a few meters from the coast of the village of Staccato di Cutro in Calabria. Italian authorities continue to search with boats for dozens still missing at sea. According to some witnesses, the ship carried about 250 people on board. Some 80 migrants have been rescued so far. Now, Cardinal Matteo Zuppi, president of the Italian Episcopal Conference, assured that the church in Italy has joined the prayer of the Holy Father for each of them, for those who are still missing and for the survivors. We entrust them to God with a thought for their families, he added. Well, in sports, it was a performance for the ages as the Portland Trailblazers defeated the Houston Rockets last night at the Moda Center, 131-14. Portland's all-star guard Damian Lillard set a franchise career high by scoring 71 (laughs) points. I had to double-check that when I saw that. 71 points. Unbelievable. That is amazing. He hit 13 three-pointers. That was a franchise record as well. So Lillard became only the eighth different player in NBA history to score 70 points. And at the age of 32, the oldest player to do it. How about that? 32 Uh, years of age. 32, I 
pretty sure that I had not even hit my prime yet at 32. <laughs> well, well, hopefully he's going to be around a lot longer. Overall, Lillard made 22 of 38 field goal attempts and was 14 of 14 from the free throw line. Never missed. So as the Blazers head down the stretch, they'll need about every win they can get to make the playoffs. They have an overall record of 29-31. and 31. That's good for 11th place in the Western Conference. Portland is at Golden State tomorrow night. Portland Timbers, they were supposed to open the season on Saturday at Providence Park. <laughs> a little snowy, wasn't it? A little snowy didn't happen, so that game's tonight. Oh, nice. That's Providence Park, going to be a 7 o'clock kick there, so they'll take on Sporting Kansas City to start the season. Uh, the, uh, s- soccer fans, they are a hearty bunch yes, of people. I am impressed, because I guarantee you that game will be packed. I saw a shot of Providence Park on Saturday, <laughs> and it was just, the field was just covered yeah, with snow. So uh, hopefully it thawed out. I, I haven't seen the field. but they uh, get like yeah. heating torches to so. go across and get all of that snow up. Well, as we have been talking about last Wednesday, mark the beginning of Lent with the celebration of Ash Wednesday. Now, to celebrate this important liturgical season in preparation for Easter, here are a few tips drawn from Pope Francis' Lenten messages from across the years. Here's one from 2015. He said, fight the globalization of indifference individually and collectively. In his 2015 Lenten message, Pope Francis made a strong appeal against the globalization of indifference toward others. He said, the love of God breaks through that fatal withdrawal into ourselves, which is indifference. Well, just a year later, he said, God's boundless mercy can help us be merciful in turn. In Pope Francis' 2016 Lenten message centered on the theme of mercy in line with the extraordinary jubilee he had called on the same topic, he reminded us that the mystery of divine mercy is revealed in the history of the covenant between God and his people, and he is always ready to treat them with deep tenderness and compassion. We'll talk more about some of Pope Francis' Lenten messages in the coming hour. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Oh, well, you're feeling a little bit housebound. You're ready to get out. Well, this evening, you certainly can. At 630, it is Theology Nights, Faith, and Work happening at St. Michael's Parish right here in Portland. John Ramick will speak about the integration of faith and work. You can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com. Of course, download for free the Hail Mary media app. Well, you're going to hear about St. Polycarp. How about that? It's right after the forecast. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Archbishop Alexander Sample as he prays the Hail Holy Queen. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To Thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. 
Turn that almost gracious advocate thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support from Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 742 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, patches of snow falling at higher elevations. That's 500 to uh, about 1,000 feet here at Mater Day Radio. Yeah, a few little snowflakes Seen are coming right down now. Yep. Now, for most of us, though, kind of seeing mostly rain. Now, a winter weather advisory is in effect. Now, as things continue to thaw out, expect slushy road conditions, maybe even a few icy spots. By this afternoon, highs will be back into the upper 40s, even lower, uh, excuse me, upper 30s, maybe even lower 40s for some areas. Then overnight, we cool to right around the freezing level. So again, we could wake up tomorrow with icy conditions for your commute. Then tomorrow, again, another chance of snow falling early and a quick warm up to above freezing temperatures. All right, 37 degrees at the St. Thomas More Newman Center in Eugene. And it is also 37 degrees right here at Mater Dei. Radio. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of the Voice of the Shepherd and Faith Moments with a morning blend saint moment on Mater Day Radio. On Wednesday, February 22nd, the Roman Catholic Church transitions out of ordinary time and enters into the season of Lent with Ash Wednesday. How can we prepare for this penitential season in the church, and how can the lives of the saints help us on our journey to Christ? With me today to help us embrace the Lenten season and to learn more about the lives of the saints is Jesuit priest, Father James Kubicki. Welcome, Father James, and we're preparing for this 40-day feast, and already we're going to have some saints get us going on this Lenten a journey of faith. That's right. So we celebrate the uh, Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent on the 22nd, and then the 23rd in the church calendar, we have one of the early Christians. Uh, He was, I call it a second generation Christian, St. Polycarp, because he was a disciple of the apostle St. John. So he learned firsthand from an eyewitness of Jesus' uh, crucifixion and resurrection, Jesus' teaching and healings. He learned firsthand about the love of God revealed in Jesus. 
And so it's it's wonderful that we celebrate him right after celebrating Ash Wednesday and the beginning of Lent. And the reason I say that is because on Ash Wednesday, I like to say this, that the church puts death right in our face, mm-hmm. right on our foreheads. We get ashes. And while ashes are a sign of penance uh, throughout history into the Old Testament times before Jesus, people would show their sorrow for sins by sprinkling ashes on themselves. We also see ashes as a reminder of our mortality, that we're not going to live forever. And so I always prefer the uh, invocation. There's actually two invocations that can be used on Ash Wednesday. The one I prefer is, remember you are dust, and to dust you will return. Because that's a reminder that um, we don't live forever. Uh, While we're made in the image and likeness of God, we are also physical creatures who get older, who lose their vitality, who get sick, and who eventually die. And the reason I I love the fact that St. Polycarp, we celebrate him this year, the day after Ash Wednesday, is because he lived a good long life. He was bishop of a town in Asia Minor, what is now Turkey. The town was Smyrna. And uh, he lived to the age of 86. And when Christians were being persecuted and rounded up to be killed, he was brought forward. And uh, he was given one last opportunity to show that he was renouncing his Christian faith. And his friends, you know, looking out for his physical good, encouraged him. And they said, look, you know, just go through the motions of offering a sacrifice to the idols, of of eating, you know, meat that is sacrificed there. And uh, he he had a wonderful way of putting it. Uh, he, He said, you know, that if after 86 years, He were to show that he was disloyal to Christ, who had been so loyal and faithful to him. What kind of witness would that give to the people there? And they would think, you know, this this man clearly didn't believe in Jesus and didn't have faith, even as he was approaching the end of his life at, at 86. He thought, how many more days, weeks, months, years am I going to have at the age of 86? Why should I hold on to the little bit of life that I have left and give such a disloyal witness to Jesus? And so he refused to go and sacrifice to the idols. And in in time, he was uh, placed on a pyre of fire and it it was set ablaze, uh, but it didn't harm him. They say that the blaze went all around him and it was like an oven. And in that oven, his body shone like um, uh, gold uh, being uh, purified. Uh, So he's a great example to us, I think, Dean Marie, that you're never too old to give witness to Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And if if it was that this is the only life we have, then these um, these people saying, well, why don't you just don't really worry about your faith? But we know the truth. And when we know the truth and we encounter Jesus, we know it's all about Christ. It's all about eternal life. And I cannot um, offend my Lord. I cannot turn away from God. I cannot offend the God who made me. And so what a great witness of St. Polycarp. And there's these different um, practices we have in Lent, you know, prayer and fasting and almsgiving, just kind of emptying ourselves. And I see St. Polycarp as 
one of those who emptied himself. He just continued to stand firm. And what in a weaker body, we talked earlier about the world day of the sick and those who are sick and suffering, but he was willing to be courageous uh, all for Christ, all for Christ. That's right. And, you know, it was the love of Christ. He had been touched by the love of God that came through Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, hearing about the crucifixion firsthand from John, who was an eyewitness to it, um, his heart was moved that he gave his entire life to Jesus. And so, you know, for us uh, to enter into the spirit of Lent, uh, it's not simply a kind of spiritual gymnastics, but the motivation for us should be to know the love of Jesus in a deeper way through our prayer, which will lead us to want to discipline ourselves, to let go of those things that are obstacles to our, our loving God. Uh, maybe that have become kind of an idol for us. It might be food or drink or whatever it might be. And then, you know, as we pray and offer sacrifice fast, we also then have in mind charitable acts, almsgiving, where through our prayer, we're moved to see others the way Jesus sees them and to want to meet their needs. And perhaps by giving up uh, something during Lent, uh, we save some money and we can use that money to uh, offer alms for those who are in greater need than we are. You know, Father James, I think about St. Polycarp's situation and even those people that he loved encouraged him, you know, don't rock the boat. Let's just, you know, we want to preserve your life, but aren't we caught up sometimes, whether it's in a work situation or it's in a school situation, you know, don't rock the boat. Maybe you're, you're seeing something that is, is offending God, whether it's one of, one of his 10 commandments or how we're treating the dignity of human life. And there's this pressure from the culture. Well, don't rock the boat. Uh, but we do need to stand firm in the truth, even when it does cause some controversies around us. Boy, that is so well said, Dina Marie. You know, the word martyr, which uh, St. Polycarp was, um, means witness. And we may not be called to witness in the same way that Polycarp was, where our lives are being threatened, we're being persecuted. But we're all called to witness. It might be within our families in a difficult situation. It might be in the workplace. Uh, wherever it may be, the way we recreate, the entertainment that we engage in, um, we're called to be witnesses. And we should never do something or say something that we would be ashamed of, of Jesus hearing or seeing if we were walking with him each day. And we should be cognizant of that, aware of that, that Jesus is present everywhere. He's with us. So we never want to say or do anything that would give a, a bad witness. And as you said, it, it may, in these times that we live in, be a kind of, we call it a white martyrdom. Red martyrdom means you actually die. You, you're tortured and you die. But it might be another kind of torture. It might be the torture where we feel bad that we have to say something that uh, will create some, will rock the boat, will we'll stir up some of the waters. But we always want to do it with love. So the word is to speak the truth, but do it with love. Never harboring any kind of resentment, uh, not hitting people over the head with the truth, but in a gentle sort of way, presenting it to them. Right. Well, St. Polycarp is great. 
uh, example for us as we enter into Lent. And I think about as we close just our candidates and catechumens, those who are preparing for the sacraments at Easter Vigil, these are the last few weeks for them, for their sponsors, for the teams that really lead them, and for all of us to be those witnesses, that they are on the road to baptism for many, to First Holy Communion and Confirmation, that we want to be good witnesses to those who are coming to prepare to become part of the body of Christ. That's right. Our communities are, you know, little incubators for those people joining the faith. And so we want to make sure that it's a good environment for them as they prepare to be baptized during the Easter season. Well, as we enter into the Lenten season, and we'll have you back as we continue into these weeks of Lent, will you help us close this day uh, with your prayer and blessing, Father James? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, for his own example of fasting for 40 days and being tempted. We ask you to keep us strong and keep us strong in our Lenten practices so that we may be prepared to witness to our faith when we renew our baptismal promises at Easter. And we ask your blessing upon all of us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James. Have a blessed Lenten season. We'll be talking with you soon. Sounds good, Dina Marie. Goodbye. And it is 7.54 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, the Amazon Smiles program may have ended, but what is still going strong is the Fred Meyer Community Rewards Program. All you need to do is link your card to Mater Day Radio and then just shop. And a portion of every one of your purchases will come back to support Mater Day Radio. We are in that Latin season, so we know that well, you're probably going to have some fish on your shopping list. No worries. Just go to the store, get that wonderful meal for our Fridays of Lent, and then Mater Day Radio will receive a great portion of that. And with those monies, it really helps support Mater Day Radio year-round, so that way we can continue all of the great Catholic programming that you hear right here. So please, all you need to do is go to Community Rewards Program online, link your card to Catholic Broadcasting Northwest, that's Mater Day Radio, and like I said, just shop away and enjoy a very delicious fish meal this Lenten season. You can find more information by going to our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. 
These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, what's happening to the canals in Venice? We'll have that story for you in the news. And he hasn't been home at the Vatican for very long, and he's already planning his next vacation. Pope Francis is getting good use out of his passport, and he'll tell you where he's headed next right after Awaken the Saint. Today we celebrate... Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, we celebrate one of our amazing doctors of the church, St. Gregory of Narek. From early in his childhood, he showed great promise and interest in his studies. He excelled in the arts like music, mathematics, and literature, as well as astronomy and theology. He learned everything from his father in the abbess of the Narek Monastery in modern-day Turkey. As expected, Gregory went on to be ordained a priest in the year 977 and continued to reside in the Narek Monastery. Throughout his adulthood, Father Gregory began teaching theology at the monastery school where he quickly became a respected lecturer. It wasn't until later in life that he began his written works that would still be heavily influential in the present church. The Armenian prince approached Father Gregory with a proposed commission to write his commentary on the Song of Songs, which is entitled The Blessing of Blessings. What Father Gregory pointed to throughout his commentary is the unavoidable truth that each human person has been deeply imprinted with the love of the Father, and it cannot be suppressed. His most famous work was titled Book of Lamentations, Narek, and it is usually compared to St. Augustine's Confessions. Some describe Narek as Gregory's personal monologue as he struggles to live out his faith and his desire to reunite with God's will. It's declared one of the greatest works of Armenian literature still to this day. He continued writing poems, songs, letters, and countless other essays that are used in today's divine liturgy throughout the Armenian church. Gregory died of natural causes in 1005 at the Narek Monastery, where he was laid to rest. There's definitely quite a dedicated following of St. Gregory throughout all of Armenia. So much so that the Armenian church recognized this doctor as a saint way before he was recognized by the Vatican. But still, the universal church found his writings to be heavily insightful and profound. Hence, why he was remarked as one of Our Lady's poets by St. John Paul II and declared the 36th doctor of the church by Pope Francis. St. Gregory's writings were a reflection of what was truly in his heart when addressing his relationship with God. What's truly astounding, though, about his story is although he's officially a saint of the church, he wrestled with his relationship in Christ's church throughout his entire life. In his writings, he stressed salvation through faith and divine grace alone, only later stressing the dire importance of the sacraments. We've all wrestled with our faith in the church teachings in one way or another, and if you haven't, then praise be to God. But it's more than good to truly take a look at what the faith teaches. Asking the hard questions of the soul keeps us from a lukewarm faith. God gave each of us free will and intelligence so that we may personally discover Him in the truth found in His love. It's good to use that intelligence to ask the big questions and intentionally seek out the Lord in our lives. St. Gregory of Narek, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. 
And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or for Lenten resources, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 801. And in your news, the Vatican announced on Saturday that Pope Francis will visit Hungary for the second time from April 28th to the 30th. According to the announcement, a three-day papal visit to Budapest will include meetings with Hungary President Katalina Novak, Prime Minister Viktor Orban, a private visit with children at the Blessed Laszlo Stratman Institute, of course, meetings with poor people and migrants, young people, clergy, academics, and members of the Society of Jesus. Now, Pope Francis returns to the Central European country after a short visit in 2021 for the 52nd International Eucharistic Congress. The, spoke, the Pope spent just under seven hours in Budapest to celebrate the Congress closing mass on September 12th before embarking on a three-day trip to the neighboring country of Slovakia. And here in the Archdiocese of Portland, Archbishop Alexander Sample released his reflection for this year's Lenten season. He says, embrace these 40 days, embrace this opportunity to renew and strengthen your connection to Christ through prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and penance. Don't think these things as items to add to your to-do list, but as gifts, because they are gifts of God's grace. Now, during this season, Archbishop invites all of us to pray with him. In his message, he goes on to say, I invite you to pray the Surrender Novena with me together as an archdiocese starting today on our social media channels. I know many of you have heard me expound on the grace and transformative power the Surrender Novena has brought to my life. Won't you join me by surrendering your heart and life? To Jesus this Lent. And of course, that Surrender Novena can be found on the Hail Mary media mm-hmm. app. Well, could it be a wave of the future? A trial of a four-day work week in Britain, billed as the world's largest, has found that an overwhelmingly majority of the 61 companies that participated from June to December will keep going with the shorter hours and that most employees were less stressed and had better work-life balance. That was all while companies reported revenue largely stayed the same during the trial period last year and even grew compared with the same six months a year earlier, according to the findings released last week. Not surprisingly, employees reported benefits with 71% less burned out, 39% less stressed, and 48% more satisfied with their job than before the trial. Of the companies, 92% reported they would continue with the four-day work week, with 30% saying it's a permanent change. Interesting. So four days on, three days off. There you go. Okay. It's working. Well, Oregon Governor Tina Kotek has declared a state of emergency for Multnomah County due to the ongoing severe cold and snowy weather hitting most of the pet portland metro area now the declaration was retroactive to saturday and will remain in effect for one week the governor's office has also been in communication with other counties in the state that have been impacted and providing aid at this time no other county has requested an emergency declaration according to the governor's office now kotex said the emergency declaration ensures state resources 
personnel and equipment can be activated to complement critical local resources as the situation progresses. And again, as we look out the window, say, it's progressing for yes. sure as snow is falling. Snowing pretty good up here right now. Well, when it comes to lack of water in many of its reservoirs and lakes, the United States not alone. Venice, Italy, facing unusually low tides that are making it impossible for gondolas, water taxis, and ambulances to navigate some of its famous canals. Weeks of dry winter weather have raised concerns that Italy could face another drought after last summer's emergency, with the Alps having received less than half of their normal snowfall, according to scientists. Problems in Venice are being blamed on a combination of factors, including lack of rain. The Po, Italy's longest river, which runs from the Alps to the northwest to the Adriatic, has 61% less water than is normal this time of year. Now, last July, Italy declared a state of emergency for areas surrounding the Po, which accounts for roughly a third of the country's agriculture production and suffered its worst drought in 70 years. Remember we heard of all the fires there last, sure. last during the summer, too? Boy. Yeah, boy, it, it does seem like those canals of Venice are very acutely attuned to changes in weather. Mm-hmm. Of course, we remember very early on in the pandemic how the canals cleared and fish and dolphins were yeah. seen coming up. And now, of course, no now water no in the canals. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's just incredible. Well, Oregon will receive nearly $19 million in federal funds to address emerging emerging contaminants in drinking water systems. The $18.9 million investment through the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency will be spent testing drinking water for contaminants known or emerging and neutralizing pollutants. EPA's Bill Dunbar says certain pervasive chemicals are on the radar. And he says a contaminant of great concern in Oregon's drinking water is harmful algae blooms and the cyanotoxins they produce. Now, Dunbar said harmful algae blooms have occurred in Oregon far more frequently over the last decade or so. As climate change has sped up, water is warmer longer, which allows cyanotoxins to expand and last for a longer period of time. When they enter a drinking water system, it is very dangerous, he said. Now, the millions of dollars in fundings will be made available as grants with a focus on Oregon's small, rural, disadvantaged communities. But Dunbar added, anyone who drinks water in Oregon will benefit. All right. In sports, well, as we watch the snowfall up here this morning, the Portland Timbers open the regular season tonight at Providence Park, downtown Portland, against Sporting Kansas City. 7 o'clock game time. So the Major League Soccer match was supposed to be played Saturday evening, but was postponed to the snowy weather. So all the tickets purchased for Saturday's game will be honored tonight. Matches on Apple TV. Remember how Major League Soccer signed the new deal with Apple TV is where you're going to catch the games. So at last report, they're still playing the game tonight. I haven't heard any difference. So uh, (laughs) there you go. I guess dress warmly. (laughs) And prepare for wet weather. Well, when Jesus founded his church on earth, he entrusted it to the care of the apostles who were the first bishops or shepherds, the Christian faithful. They passed on that special task to others through the laying of hands. That's the sacrament of holy orders and a tradition that continues to the present time. 
Now, many are the responsibilities of the bishop being the chief shepherd of a specific geographic location. It's a weighty task, one that is impossible to manage without the spiritual support of his flock. Here is a brief prayer that can be said for our bishops, asking God to fill your bishops with courage and strengthen them to remain faithful to Christ and guide the people entrusted to his care with holiness of life. In part, it says, give him a spirit of courage and right judgment, a spirit of knowledge and love. By governing with fidelity those entrusted to his care, may he build your church as a sign of salvation for the world. Do we we always remember our Archbishop mm-hmm. Alexander Sample and Bishop Peter Smith also yeah. as they carry out well, their mission to the Archdiocese of Portland. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m., it is Our Lady of Fatima presentation at St. Edward's Catholic Church in Kaiser. Our Lady of Fatima, come and hear Our Lady's important message is the evening, Thursday, March 2nd, with presentation from 7 to 8 o'clock. This is hosted by the Marian Prayer Center. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Now we're going to touch base with Catholic Charities of Oregon. They have a great volunteer program. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. This Lent, Mater Dei Radio is teaming up with Ave Maria Press for the dynamic program, Return. Join Father John Burns on the Hail Mary Media app as he guides you through prayer and meditation into a fuller experience of Easter's joy. That's what I wanted to carry through the journal is the desire of God, not just that we would turn away from sin, that we'd come back, but that the return would be wholehearted. But the why for all of our Lenten practices really has to be for love, especially in view of a turning from sin and coming into communion with Jesus, who was in love with us and is trying to draw us into that divine embrace. Journey through Lent with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it now by searching Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details. And prepare for the fullness of Easter's joy with Father John Burns and the Return Program on the Hail Mary Media app from Materdei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
812 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, little snow flurries are coming down in higher elevation, but for most of the valley, you're seeing a little bit more rain today. Now, that winter weather advisory is in effect. Now, as things continue to thaw out, expect slushy road conditions, maybe even a few icy spots still. By this afternoon, highs going to be back into the upper 30s, even maybe lower 40s for some of us. Overnight, we're cooling again right around to the freezing level. So again, we could wake up tomorrow with icy conditions, a little snow flurries for the morning commute. Uh, But again, we will be warming up past the freezing level. So hopefully the thaw will continue. All right. 39 degrees at St. Joseph's Church in Salem. And it is 37 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Camas, Washington. Well, I think all nonprofits will tell you they are blessed by the many volunteers who grace their organizations. One of those organizations is Catholic Charities of Oregon. They have a wide variety of opportunities for their volunteers through their Pope Francis Center for Volunteerism. Joining us this morning to give us some insight into the center is Natalie Wood, Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Oregon, and Jen Tui. She's the Catholic Charities Volunteer Coordinator. So good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Well, Natalie, let me just start with you. And and I know you do feel blessed by the many volunteers that you have at Catholic Charities. Oh, my gosh, yes. We would never be able to do all the things that we do without the volunteers that we have. They're just such a blessing to us, and they have such an impact in the community. I know working with volunteers here at Mater Day Radio, it's wonderful to see people come through. You get a chance to meet people, folks in the community, and, and everybody brings something different. Absolutely. Whoever comes in, we're able to use whatever skills they bring and maximize those, you know, so that uh, we're able to help as many people as possible. And meeting all the people and seeing just the joy on their faces that the experience of being able to help others is really, really nice. Uh, A lot of passion there. Mm, uh, No doubt about it. And Jen, you being the volunteer coordinator, I know just looking at Catholic Charities website, there are a variety of volunteer opportunities at Catholic Charities of Oregon. So let's just talk about a few of those opportunities. Sure, absolutely. There are a variety and it's fantastic because they fall within all of our programs. Currently right now, we are. I'm working with getting volunteers set up for Katiri Park Homework Club, yeah. which is a homework club for our youth refugees, as well as a math club. And we also will spotlight opportunities. So currently, um, I know Food Services is looking for, um, on the 22nd, they're going to be doing some moving of a food pantry. Mm-hmm. And so that's a one-day event. But the majority of our opportunities are ongoing. And um, yeah, there's a fantastic, we have regular volunteers. Um, we have a gentleman, Terrence, who volunteers at Kenton Women's Village. He just recently remodeled their kitchen mm-hmm. with brand new flooring and a refrigerator, and it looks fantastic. Our food services, we have Renata, who is a regular too. Right. She's doing about 15 hours a week. Yeah. So we're very, very fortunate, but there are so many. We have drivers, prepare people prepare lunch on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And we just recently, I just connected with Michael Backus, I believe, with Mercy Teams nice. from Our Lady of the Lake. And so they are providing lunches on Mondays for our housing transition program. So there's just a lot of fantastic opportunities. And there are also children, I shouldn't say children, but students at Central Catholic who like to come over and do volunteer. And we had quite a few during the holidays. 
And it's just fantastic to see them out there and engaging with, with our clients. Yeah, I mentioned your website. I was going through there and looking at all the different opportunities that mm-hmm. were there. And you have it broken down very nicely for people to see what they can do with Catholic Charities of Oregon. You have volunteer opportunities, and under that you have a variety of opportunities listed. Then you have educational opportunities as well. Talk a little bit about the education. With our internships? Yeah, yeah. So um, our internships primarily would fall into our immigration legal services Mm -hmm. program. We have quite a few interns there, as well as our counseling center. And we also encourage AmeriCorps volunteers, which we have several right now, and they are working within our refugee services and our family services, our supportive services. Mm -hmm. So it's fantastic having them on. I think that having interns brings a, a whole entire new light to these programs. Right. And fresh eyes, fresh excitement, so, yeah. Any any idea? This this is probably a really hard question. Any idea how many volunteers work with Catholic Charities of Oregon? So last year we had um, approximately 195. Wow. And looking at the hours and calculating, like if we were to do an hourly, it came out to about two hundred and three thousand dollars mm. that volunteers gave within their time, right? Providing services for us. So oh, that is fantastic. It is. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Again, we're speaking with Jen Tui. She is the Catholic Charities Volunteer Coordinator and Natalie Wood, the Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Oregon. Natalie, when you hear those numbers, that's impressive. And I mean, these are dollars that you would have to spend if you didn't have these volunteers. Absolutely. And it doesn't like the gentleman she was talking about that did all that work. Mm-hmm to refurb our kitchen, it doesn't take into account all that money that would have been spent doing that, right? So there are a lot of opportunities and it saves Catholic charities. The more money that we save, the more money we're able to give out to service to others. And so that really helps us out in that way and expands our workforce, right? Because we wouldn't be able to do as many things that, that we're doing if it wasn't for the people who volunteer. And uh, some of the people who volunteer are people who have actually been through our services. Mm -hmm. And so they have some very remarkable stories that go along with their volunteering. And, you know, for them to come back after they've been stabilized and they feel good and they choose Catholic charities to give back to their community, it's just an honor and a privilege for us. Yeah to be able to serve them in that way. You know, that's such a great point because we even see that here at Mater Day Radio that it means a lot for people to volunteer. Mm-hmm. We see it as an organization as, oh, you're you're helping us and we greatly appreciate that. But on the other end of the spectrum, it's something that they enjoy doing and it's meaningful for them. I Absolutely. think you would agree with that, Jen. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like really, you know, when we, when we look at our lives, the point and purpose, the soul, what feels our soul is, mm-hmm. is being of service to others. Right. And, and every role that our volunteers fill is important. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that, um, you know, there's not one that's greater than another. And I think that it's something that honestly for myself doing this, doing this desk yeah. is that I find myself wanting to get, be able to fulfill certain spots. Um, I've been able to provide 
like a lunch on a Wednesday, which has been fantastic. Yeah. But I wish that I could spread my hours more so I could get out. And do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, certainly. Let, let me ask you just for just from a standpoint of folks listening to this and wanting to volunteer with Catholic Charities mm-hmm. of Oregon. How do they connect? What's the best way to do that? The best way is to get on our website, or they could actually call me directly. Um, my direct line is five zero three. Eight zero seven nine four four one. Okay. So and they but they can go on our website, go to the volunteer page, sign up directly for whatever is their interest, or they can also just enroll, like enroll, right? And I could reach out to them, and we could discuss what a great fit would be for them. Yeah. And I've got to believe with the size of Catholic Charities of Oregon and all of the different programs that you have, always a need. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if people are hearing this and they might think, oh, they probably have all the volunteers mm-hmm. that they need, mm-hmm. you're always looking for more. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. again, yeah, take advantage of that. And Natalie, I know being the executive director, you probably get an opportunity to interact with many of the volunteers as they come through the door. And that's got to be joyful for you. Absolutely. It is to see people who are so committed and passionate about serving others and to see the joy on their faces and some of them, the conflicting emotion that it brings up to yeah. see people in this way. But, you know, this is also a wonderful opportunity I've discovered for parents to teach their children, mm. you know, because in giving back, when you're making these lunches and you're doing it for a special purpose and your children are helping you, they see this. Mm-hmm. And it's their way of learning that giving back to the community is important. Yeah. You know, and so you can teach them at a very young age. I raised my daughter that way. Mm-hmm. Now she's 30 and she's very involved in yeah. activities, you know, in Chicago where she lives. And it's just a wonderful opportunity for you to be able to share the gospel yeah. uh, with others and with your children. You know, that's so true. I, I've seen this with organizations. You will see two or three generations of family mm-hmm. working at the same organization because just what you said, it's been passed down to them. Absolutely. We have that now. We also have, even with our board, we have that. We mm-hmm. have uh, board members who are on our board, and then we see when their children get older, they serve on our board as well. Right. And so it's just really wonderful to see families passing down the importance of charity work yeah, and um, understanding that it's important that we give back to the community like that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Catholic Charities of Oregon, their volunteer opportunities. A pleasure to talk with you both. Natalie Wood, Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Oregon, and Jen Tui, Catholic Charities Volunteer Coordinator. Thank you both for being here and for the great work that you do. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Well, God bless. Thank you. God bless you. you too. And it is 823 here at Mater Day. Rate another great conversation with our friends over at Catholic Charities. If you would like to listen to that interview again or find some of the information on their volunteer network, please go to our website because that interview is a podcast there. You can listen to it again. You can also find the information that they were talking about as far as volunteering for the wonderful works that Catholic Charities is doing. You're also going to have access to that podcast anywhere that you can find your favorite podcast on Spotify, or you can also get it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist 
online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, all religions believe basically the same thing. They only differ in their external forms, in the way they express it. G.K. Chesterton says the truth is precisely the other way around. The religions of the world do not differ greatly in rites and forms. They do differ greatly in what they teach. In most every religion, people pray, they sing, they read sacred texts, they honor their traditions, they have special feasts, they light candles and so on. But they don't teach the same things. They don't believe the same things. There's only one religion that believes that Christ is the Son of God, that he suffered and died for our sins and that he rose from the dead. Only one religion believes in one holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Day Radio or anytime on MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, Brenda, you know what time it was last night? No. What? It was Dame time. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, we'll tell you about that in the news. We'll have that story coming up in just about four minutes. Here is Ike and Dalu and Make It Loud. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Cities burn, mothers cry. Oh my Lord, save my child. I know love is on our side. Still I pray. Oh 
And that is Ike and Dalu and Make It Loud. It's 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, well, once again, road conditions could be a little dicey this morning, depending on where you're at, what elevation you're at. So uh, be careful out there. I know we were talking earlier, we did see that there were a number of school delays or buses on snow routes, even a couple of school closures. You said Washougal? Washougal School District and Camas School District yeah. both closed today. I guess our rental school district uh, closed as well. So again, you know, check with your school district to see what your operating hours are for today. Well, Oregon State Police say poor road conditions on Highway 26 east of Government Camp near Mount Hood contributed to a crash that claimed the lives of two people late Saturday afternoon. Officers say the driver of a Subaru Outback lost control of the vehicle. It then crashed with an Oregon Department of Transportation snowplow. Two passengers in the Subaru, Lillian Alma Spawn, age 24, and Michael Paul Strauss, age 28, both of Portland, were pronounced deceased at the scene. The three surviving occupants of the Subaru and the operator of the ODOT snowplow were transported to local hospitals for medical treatment. Roadway was closed for approximately six hours while the on-scene investigation was conducted. Boy, it's so difficult right now yeah. with all the snow. In fact, I even read last week near Leavenworth, yeah. several hikers lost their lives in an avalanche there. Yeah. And also here locally, Drew Kennison, a Clark County Sheriff's Office deputy, was injured when a tree fell on his patrol vehicle, had to have surgery to amputate one of his legs above the knee, the Sheriff's Office announced Thursday. Now, Kennison underwent surgery at Peace Health before he was transferred to Emanuel Hospital, where doctors determined his left leg could not be saved. He is recovering now and is in good spirits, according to CCSO. Now, the 14-year deputy will need to undergo additional surgeries over the next few weeks. Late Wednesday morning, Deputy Drew Kennison was driving back to Clark County from SWAT training when a huge tree limb snapped under the weight of the snow and came crashing down on his vehicle. Kennison veered off the road and into another tree. Fortunately, other deputies and police officers happened to be caravanning back to Clark County as well. They provided first aid to Deputy Kennison while a public works crew removed the tree limb. All of this happened before EMTs could arrive at the scene. And Pope Francis and leaders of the church in Italy expressed their pain and sent their prayers for the eternal rest of at least 59 migrants who died in a shipwreck this Sunday off the southern coast of Italy. The boat that was transporting them crashed into the rocks a few meters from the coast of the village of Staccato di Curto in Calabria. Now, Italian authorities continue to search with boats for dozens still missing at sea. According to some witnesses, the ship carried about 250 people on board. Some 80 migrants have been rescued so far. Well, yesterday was the first Sunday of Lent to begin your Lenten journey. Ken Hellenius, host of Living Stones, heard right here on Mater Day Radio, reminds us what our path leading to Easter is all about. This season, though we're depriving ourselves in order to focus more diligently on the fact that we have been reborn in Christ in baptism and that God pours his graces upon us. And so all of our fasting and almsgiving and prayer are meant to focus us 
so that we can, as it says, to have our minds made pure. And that is actually joyful because God is the joy and the goal of, of all of our prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And so that's really what this is about. So I was just looking on the calendar, April 2nd, Palm Sunday. Mm. So that will begin Holy okay. Week. So you're kind of looking at your Lenten journey, talking about your Lenten journey. That's what we're leading toward, April 2nd, Palm Sunday, April 9th, Easter. Easter Sunday. There you go. Well, here in the Archdiocese of Portland, Archbishop Alexander Sample released his reflections for this year's Lenten season. In it, he says, Embrace these 40 days. Embrace this opportunity to renew and strengthen your connection to Christ through prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and penance. Don't think of these things as items to add to your to-do list, but as gifts, because they are gifts of God's grace. During this season, Archbishop invites us all to pray with him. In his message, he goes on to say, I invite you to pray the Surrender Novena with me, together as an archdiocese, starting today on our social media channels. I know many of you have heard me expound on the grace and transformative power the Surrender Novena has brought to my life. Won't you join me by surrendering your heart and life to Jesus? this Lent. And of course, we have been talking so much about the Hail Mary media app. Yeah. Set it up so that way every day at the same time, you're reminded to pray that beautiful surrender novena. In sports, you see what I'm doing here, Brenda? In sports, it's time. It, what am I pointing to there? You're looking at your watch. I'm looking at my watch. Tapping on it. Pointing to my watch. That's because it's Dame time. Dame it's time. It's Dame time. <laughs> yeah, this is Dame City now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, it was a performance for the ages as the Portland Trailblazers defeated the Houston Rockets last night at the Moda Center, the final 131 to 114. Portland's all-star guard, Damian Lillard, set a franchise career high by scoring 71 <laughs> I cannot believe that number when I saw it. I was like, what? That's incredible. Uh. 71 points. Again, that is a uh, franchise career high, as was he heard 13 three-pointers, too. <laughs> Gee, of so course he did. He becomes, Lillard does, only the eighth different player in NBA history to score 70 points. And at the age of 32, the oldest player to do it as well. That's kind of amazing. I never really thought about that. That's but, because uh, you don't think of 32 as being no. that old. I know, but uh, <laughs> he's just amazing. So overall, Lillard made 22 of 38 field goal attempts and was 14 of 14 from the free throw line. Now, as the Blazers head down the stretch, they'll need every win they can get to make the playoffs. They have an overall record of 29 and 31. That's good for 11th place in the Western Conference. But that whole pack of teams in the Western Conference, uh-huh. they're really close. Okay. I mean, like they're two wins out of sixth place. Okay. So that's how, that's how tight it is. So every win's so important. And uh, they'll get another crack at a win tomorrow night. They are at Golden State. That tips at 7 o'clock. And get on the snow gear, I guess, because you can head over to Providence Park tonight to watch the Portland Timbers kick off the regular season of Major League Soccer. They will take on Sporting Kansas City. This match was supposed to be played on Saturday night. Yeah, that didn't happen. It didn't work out too well, obviously, with the snow on the field. But as we watch it snow right now. It's coming down quite a bit here on yeah. Sylvan Hill. But I think as you get to lower elevations, it's melting off fairly quickly. Yeah, I, they'll, they'll be good to go, I'm sure, tonight, 7 o'clock. By the way, that game on Apple 
Television. Okay. So MLS signed that big multi-billion dollar agreement with MLS uh, earlier this year, all the games on Apple TV. Well, last Wednesday marked the beginning of Lent with celebration of Ash Wednesday. To celebrate this important liturgical season in preparation for Easter, here are a few tips drawn from Pope Francis' Lenten messages from across the years. Now, back in 2017, he talked about the importance of spending time with the Word of God. In it, he said, Lent is a favorable season for deepening our spiritual life through fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. At the basis of everything is the Word of God, which during this season we are invited to hear and ponder more deeply. Then one year later, he said, beware of iniquity and fight it with prayer, almsgiving and fasting. Now, for his 2018 Lenten message, Pope Francis was inspired by this verse from the Gospel of Matthew, where it says, because of the increase of iniquity, the love of many will grow cold. In fact, he calls us to beware of false prophets, which can come in the form of snake charmers charlatans, David. I like that, yeah. Yeah, he also asked us to try to avoid that our hearts and love become cold, not allowing us to serve others. To fight these temptations, Pope Francis proposes to smoothly remedy of prayer, almsgiving, and fasting, which helps take up the Lenten journey with enthusiasm. All right, I like it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up this Friday at 7 o'clock is the Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Forsati Information Night. The Parent Information Night, parents will have the opportunity to meet the Chesterton Academy faculty, current families, and learn about its classical Catholic curriculum and see what makes Chesterton Academy such an amazing place for young people. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Hey, you know what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Still snowing up here on uh, Sylvan Hill. Still snowing. It's picking up a little bit and then it dies yeah. off and it picks up again. Your classic flurries. That's what it is. That's right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit of snow in our second cup. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. CYO is the only youth sports program in Oregon that inspires athletes to learn respect and dignity while building confidence, friendships, and teamwork through faith in God instilled by Catholic teachings. CYO enriches lives and builds a stronger faith community by bringing Jesus Christ to youth through sports participation. With every CYO sport, our coaches and staff inspire today's youth to become faith-filled leaders. Track and field registration is now open. Register at CYOCampHoward.org. Help the kids in your life experience personal growth in a team atmosphere, fueling their future to become winners through Christ. Summer camp registration is open. 
and we are currently hiring camp counselors as well as officials for CYO track and field. Visit CYOCampHoward.org for more information. Thank you and God bless you. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at CYOCampHoward.org. That's CYOCampHoward.org. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 844 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Monday morning. I had to kind of reset when we came in this morning because it's been such a crazy last few days with right. the weather. And uh, there is a winter weather advisory in effect in the greater Portland area until tomorrow morning. This is mostly for above 500 feet mm-hmm. where you could still see some sticking snow of course snow flurries in the forecast today and we're watching the snow flurries up here on sylvan hill this morning we'll have a high of right around 38 i think we've hit our high i think we're i think that's it i think this is this is what you're going to get for today then tonight 90 percent chance of rain or snow again depending on your elevation low down to 33 and then kind of the same for tuesday morning Similar pattern, snow flurries, a possibility. We'll have a high of 41, though, on Tuesday. So we're just kind of hovering at that freezing mark overnight. So, again, depending on where your elevation is, that's kind of what you're going to get. Yeah, the temperatures have been pretty stable. When we started the show, it was 38 degrees in Vancouver. Well, two hours later... Still 38 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And it is 37 degrees at St. Joseph the Worker Church in Portland. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning blend? Here's David and Brenda. Uh, even without my favorite cream and sugar in my <laughs> coffee, it is definitely a second cup yes, kind of a morning. Getting used to it, David. It We're, didn't take too long. No, I mean, and it, it's been such a uh, transition going from Ash Wednesday when that's when kind of uh, the snow hit the fan, so to speak, because we were we were up here at the office. Exactly. And uh, you were going to go to uh, noontime mass at uh, Cathedral, correct? Downtown, Northwest Portland. Yeah, so that yeah. was my plan that day because uh, there was an evening mass in Vancouver at our parish at Holy Redeemer, mm-hmm. but it was going to be too late for me because uh, mass was at 7, gets over at 8, 8, 10 and then by the time you know scott changed and we got home it, it's a little bit late for me to get up to do the thursday morning show so i right. said and i said to patrick i said i'm going to go to noon mass down at, i think it was at actually 12 15 at the cathedral and then i'm going to go home from there because right. it, it just seemed like it was going to be a little sketchy i'm so glad i did mm-hmm. because like i said i watched the four o'clock early news and they showed that same stretch of road 
basically a parking lot. Yeah. And in fact, that evening, our friends who were at the airport trying to get out, of course, their flight was canceled. Scott said he went to pick them up and he said he passed. The, the, uh, 205 was closed right there at the airport. Yeah. Like you could not get past it. He had to just get off, pick somebody up and get, get back on and go north. He said hundreds and hundreds of cars mm-hmm. that evening. That was about 830 night stopped yeah. just getting just snow getting dumped on them yeah, what amazing. did they say i think it was a record at pdx 11 inches yeah. they recorded it was it was a uh i think second uh overall in the history i think in the history the history weather. was going back to like 1949 or something like that but you know so it's difficult for us here on sylvan hill where our studios are located because when the weather hits like that with so much snow and then turn to ice with freezing right. and, and ice, there's just no way we can make it up here to the to the studios. And so we had to go with some basically emergency programming to keep the station on the air just simply because of the weather and not being, being able to make it up here. So uh, apologies for those uh, listening. If you are wondering, hey, how come we're hearing that uh, at this point in time? Well, good reason for it because That's there's a, just... We just couldn't get yeah, up we, here. Yeah, we can't get up here. And uh, today was even a little bit questionable because it, there's still snow on the ground, particularly up at this higher elevation. Elevation, but it was it was good enough. It was passable for us to get up here, and yeah. uh, so hopefully it'll remain that way throughout the rest of the week and the rest of the year. Certainly. And things will continue to thaw. Yeah. And that truck that is stuck in the road at I the top that. of the hill, yeah. hopefully he'll be able to dig himself out and get out of the way because he's blocking there. an entire lane. He is, I know. And you come around that corner, and uh, yeah, it's a little bit a uh, little dangerous there. So, but yeah, you know, and <laughs> as we looked at different reports, we recognized that. Uh, the the closer you were to the gorge, the more snow right. you got, and it did seem like Clark County got a bit more than you did here in uh, Multnomah yeah. County, and so um, I think Washougal Washougal had seventeen inches. I think they were the they were the uh, winner of uh, all of the snow was Washougal. I would I that is just an incredible amount of yeah, snow. In fact here at the station, I'm not sure how much we got, but you know who was able to get up here over the weekend? Our executive director, Patrick Ryan. It was snowy up here, wasn't it? <laughs> That's to put it mildly, Brenda. We we got a foot and a half of snow in our satellite dish, oh, which is oh, no. further up the hill. It was just a big uh, you know it's a big giant dish and that's how we get all our ewtn program so if you're wondering if you're one of the myriad of people i've spoken to today that <laughs> called in uh where's the mass you know where's father Grishel's rosary it was because of the snow we lost the satellite dish and we lost ewtn's programming so we apologize we're trying to get get that dug out right now and trying to get all that fixed and uh uh try to get back to normal but it was you know it was either switched to relevant radio or nothing and uh we decided you know it'd probably be better we stayed yes. on the gear the amazing thing brenda is we never went off the air wow that's incredible it, because we know that yeah. just a little bit of <laughs> anything can really get us you say the devil gets his toe and he takes advantage of these situations but our lady well, Our Lady of the Snows, will say, protected Mater Day Radio oh, this weekend. Boy, I said that a number of times over the weekend. Our Lady of the Snows, pray for us. And just keep praying for us, please. Uh, we're trying to get everything back to normal. But I wanted to let everybody know that, uh, hey, it's not. we're not changing the programming. So many people are like, <laughs> why 
what are you doing? Are you taking the mass off? No, no, we're not doing that. It was just we needed something on the gear. We wanted to continue to, to provide the word for people, and uh, that was all we had. Yes. Well, for sure. It's as you said. It's better to have relevant radio. They have wonderful Catholic programming oh, sure. through through relevant. It's just not our regular programming. So it's and uh, it's not the mass. It is most yeah. definitely not. But we're back uh, getting things all back online today, and uh, yeah, we're getting through it. Hopefully, these little flurries that we're experiencing though uh, will just. Uh, Settle down there. Well, yeah, and certainly we weren't alone when it came to weather issues. I mean, Patrick, I think it was Wednesday afternoon, and it was around 1.30-ish, and it was starting to snow really heavily up here. And you said, you know what? Probably a good idea that uh, we uh, we had head for home here fairly soon. Well, I'm so glad we, we did. did. I know it. I was thinking that same thing because it was only several hours after that, and that's when the roadways really started to ice up and get snow on them. And we saw we can look just from our offices right down onto Highway 26, and that that became a standstill, a parking lot, as did other sections of freeways around here, be it I-5 or I-84, 205, 405, whatever the case may be. And uh, I think we got out of here just in time. And uh, boy, I'm glad we did. I am too. And then Brenda got out to go to Ash Wednesday Mass at the cathedral. And that was kind of like, when you left, it was like, look, I think we all need to go. It was really... I'm glad we did. (laughs) Yeah, because when I got into Mass again, their their Ash Wednesday Mass was at 12.15. It was cold. It was sprinkling, I think, a little bit. Not snow or anything. In one hour, when I walked back out of the cathedral, because of course you can't see outside, the snow was just dumping out of the sky, and uh, my snow, my car was covered, and I was able to, you know, stop and go traffic a little bit. But then, as soon as I hit I five corridor, I got right across the bridge. But boy, it within two hours, it was a parking lot out there, and uh, it's just, you know, we pray for all of those who got stuck in that, and uh, it was real treacherous out there. We continue to pray for our brothers and sisters who are still uh, kind of caught in this weather, and those who are experiencing houselessness, that they uh, have all of their needs met. But Mater Day Radio, we're back. We're, we're, we're back and trying to get back to normal as quick as we can. Thank you guys for letting me come on just to, to tell everybody that. <laughs> Oh, well, that is today's snowy second cup. <laughs> Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, 
but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Day Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. 855 and Mater Day Radio, that winter weather advisory in effect in the Portland area for above 500 feet until tomorrow morning. We'll have a high of 38 degrees today, low overnight around 33, again a chance of snow showers and rain showers depending on your elevation all through the day today and tomorrow. Currently 37 degrees in the Rose City. All right, closing out this snowy morning here is I Am They and From the Day. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. When you found me, I was so blind. My sin was before me, I was swallowed by pride But out of the darkness you brought me to your light You showed me new mercy and opened up my eyes From the day you saved my soul Where will you lie? 
That is I Am They and From the Day. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Oh, thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend on this Monday morning, February 27th. Tomorrow, last day of the month. That's right. Only 28 days in February. That's true. Let's make the most of the last couple of days. (laughs) It looks like the weather is making the most of these last couple of days of February. I I think it is. Again, uh, snow flurries throughout the morning as we watch more snowfall right now. So please drive carefully out there if you're going to be out and about today because just driving in, there were some icy spots out there, but uh, most of the roads were clear, but still got to be careful. Absolutely. That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. It is Monday. That means Living Stones is coming up this evening at 730. But you can always catch that podcast. It's usually posted by the afternoon on the Hail Mary media app. We hope you have a very blessed day.